Peregrine Valsugana to Karel, 197 kilometers. Episode 283 of the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke. We're continuing on our slog, the Giro. I can't believe I'm 17 episode stages in and still going strong. I haven't given up. This is what we are. Today's stage 17 um, had some little climbs to it, but it was it was really a downhill race. And for the most part, do we care about anything but the sprint finish? Look, Mark Cavendish comes out and says, I am uh, retiring. It's been a great career. Thank you very much. He announced it on the rest day. And so then GCN and all the commentators are like, ah, Mark Cavendish, he's going to, he got to win this stage. And then all the other sprinters are like, okay, but he hasn't really been close. The only time he was close was head first over the finish line uh, early on, like stage three or so. So uh, anyway, so let's get right to the coverage. Let's just take a look here. Let's, let's break this down. Oh, we're already, we're already showing you the sprint finished. Oh boy. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, it was really boring for me early on. There's a break that gets, Oh, Hey, there's a break that gets up the road and a uh, few riders get in there. There's like what, four riders or so. And they don't really ever have a chance of making anything happen. Uh, Mark Cavendish is the man they talk about the sprinter. Here you go. Loison, uh, Sevilla Lopez, uh, T. Champion and Quarterman. Uh, he's from uh, the UK. We got a Frenchman. Uh, I don't know what the Spanish writer and a Belgian in there. Um, they're they're out there. They have like two minutes or so. But the sprinters teams are are very um, interested in bringing these guys back. So you have Yoki, you have uh, Kofidis, Alpeson, and uh, whatever that other team is. It's a third tier team. Um, there's some sprint stuff going along the way. This team's out there. Uh, these guys are out there. A minute 24 uh, with 41 minutes to go, 41 kilometers to go. Snooze fast for the most part. Everyone's like, hey, let's just get to the last two kilometers or so. Uh, 20K or so, They one guy takes off from Alpeson, and he's got a desperate charge to the finish. Uh, he's always going to be brought back. So 6.1K to go. He's, uh, he's going to be brought back. Awesome Giro d'Italia coverage. Thank you, Victor. Appreciate you tuning in every day. Uh, let everyone know that we have this. Uh, so the the what we're really going to get down to here is today we're gonna we're gonna break down the sprint. We're gonna do some interviews from before the stage. Talk about what happened to Roglic yesterday. We don't really know. Uh, and I'm gonna make some complaints here because I think Sapkusk should get much much more praise than he did. And I listened to like the cycling podcast and they talked a little bit about him and like, yeah, he's a great, but man, you should have done something big. Uh, and and, and I, I will give it to Chris Horner, at least on the butterfly effect uh, show where he said, whatever you're paying this guy, you're not paying him enough because that's exactly right. Sepkus has been sick. And yesterday he, if Roglic is able to turn this thing around, which I think that last kilometer shows that he's got a little something. He took some time back in the last K and he was able to sprint past his uh, riding partner there, um, Eddie Dunbar. So I think he's got enough legs. He's just got to recover. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And if that's the case, and if Sepkus is, you know, keeps doing what he's doing, uh, you're going to look back, especially to stage 16, and you're going to say, Sepkus, you saved the race for him, or or maybe Roglic is going to suck it up. Uh, anyway, 5.9K to go. Uh, everyone spanned out across the road, 5.7. They still haven't brought this guy back, 4.9. They get him back. Now, the problem you have here with the sprinters teams is, and if you think back 
um, the last you know 10, 20 years, you've had sprint trains set up. What they do is they make it so they set their guy, they have a fast pace coming into the finish so he doesn't get swarmed around. He's able to stay up there in the front. Sometimes you have these competing teams all lined out across the road. And when it comes to the finish, your guy is you know five, maybe five, maybe four, maybe three back from the lead. And he's able to launch himself with 200 to go. That's the ideal. Depending on the wind, let's say there's no wind, about 250, 200, right around that spot. That's where a sprinter loves to kick from a high speed. And that is the place that he wants to go from. This race, we don't have it. We have at least sprinters teams leading the guys into the last 5, 8K, where they're at least trying to bring back the break, which they've done. Uh, but you don't have these big sprint trains. And the problem with Cavendish and Astana is they don't have, I mean, he's had Joe Dombrowski taking care of him the last few days. So he's had Luis Leon Sanchez, another good climber. I think he's an Olympic champion. He's won stages of the tour. He could climb okay. He is the guy that's kind of trying to lead out um, Mark Cavendish. So Mark Cavendish is getting here. He wants a stage win at the Giro. It's now, is he going to get it today? He's coming in. He's in good position. He guts on Jonathan Milan, his wheel, and that's the guy that he's looking to preserve his place and to help him out because he doesn't have a team that's really going to help him. Uh, teams are coming back in here inside the last uh, 500 meters or so. They come around a corner. I think it's about seven or so meters to go to the finish. Uh, Mark has then put himself somewhere around, I want to say, uh, 25 places back. So he's kind of out of it. He's got to make his move up. Jonathan Milan is somewhat out there. Up front, Danese's team, Team DSM, takes him through the corner first. However, Jayco comes out here to the finish and uh, 400 meters to go. Uh, they are leading out their, mind, their man, Michael Matthews. And you can see that there, kind of. Um, and to go. So Michael Matthews takes off. He takes out a ways to go. I want to say 250, 300 to go. Um, there you can see it. So at this point, he's 100 meters. He's already got a little gap. He's taking it on. Jonathan Milan is starting to come on his left. Uh, DSM rider uh, Danese is coming through his right. Finally pips his way out or takes off of the the. Um, the slipstream here, about 50 uh, meters to go, and it's a sprint for the finish. And I showed you this at the beginning. Let's see if we can actually see it. Come on, people. Where are we going here? Let's go. Let's go. It's a bike throw for the line, and who gets it? Now, uh, Bonifacio of Interwanti Marche. We're going to take a look kind of at him because he is on the, uh, as we're looking at it, he's over here on the left, or he's on the our right. And then look where he goes. He then cuts way <laughs> on the far. I don't know what his point of doing that. Uh, I could only hope that he gets relegated for that because that's a uh, pretty insane um, there. And so uh, let's take a look here. I think we had a bike throw image because it was pretty close. At the line, it looked like to me maybe Michael Matthews got it. But in the end, Denese on his right ends up getting the win. And Jonathan Milan actually bike throws to getting a second place. And then Michael Matthews ends up with uh, third place. So you can see that there. Uh, Danese with the bike throw just barely over Milan and uh, Michael Matthews. Now, I've talked about this a few times where um, I think Dene uh, Jonathan Milan's um, sprinting, he's not putting himself in the position he needs to be to for the line he's he's got this great kick but he comes from like 20 behind he blows past everybody for Bahrain and he does a bike throw and it looks heroic 
But if he would just come from fifth place, even 10th place maybe sometimes, he would probably just be blowing these sprints out. So he's he did get a win, but he's he's putting himself in really bad position. Now, Michael Matthews, this was uh, early on in the stage, he was getting kind of chased down by Milan because he was trying to get into the break. Michael Matthews it was, and Milan's like, no, you're not going to do that. It was probably a wise thing to do, uh, but Michael Matthews actually did the best he could do here for the sprint. He doesn't have the long kick, so he has this jump. Now, he went way too early, uh, but he was saying, you know what, I'm going to go early. I'm going to get out there, and then I'm going to see if I can hold these guys off, and he can't do it. He's not that long kind of sprinter. Denezi's better about that. Actually, Denezi, what he did, he came through third place, I think, uh, around the last corner, kind of let some gap to open up, let some guys come around him, uh, so he was like not going to take the win too soon. And then he does kick and he's able to jump up and on basically drafting up onto wheels, up onto wheels, comes up to um, Michael Matthews and then kicks to his right and, and comes around him quite nicely. Whereas Jonathan Milan goes out left all the way up and does a big kick there. Um, so in the end, these are the three guys you've got. Let's take a look at the uh, the results here for everybody on the day. That was the stage profile. There we go. Denezi, the win. He gets a time bonus over Jonathan Milan, Michael Matthews, Bonifacio. They keep him in fourth, but he he should have been relegated. That was that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, he didn't hurt hit anybody, but but why he didn't hit anybody, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he should have. It's Simone, it's uh, Consoni of Cofidus in fifth. Gaviria, he's kind of had a lackluster race as well. Sixth place, Pasquan, a seventh. Uh, Alex Kirsch in eighth. Stefano Aldani uh, in ninth. Ackerman in tenth. He's won a stage here. Albanese in eleventh. And so we go. Uh, Cavendish down here in 19th. McNulty. Uh, nothing for the uh, the GC guys. Um, let's take a look down at the very end. Did anybody not finish? No one. Everyone started. Everyone finished. There's a few guys that lost a bit of time. Will Barta as such. I think they just sat up coming in. Uh, Will Barta. They probably, I think Movie Star had been on the front uh, trying to pull the thing back for uh, Gaviria. Uh, for the most part, boring day. Probably somewhat easy for the leaders. So you look at yesterday, stage 16. It's got this uh, 20 kilometer climb. The the leaders are like hashing themselves out and, and really, you know, putting themselves under, which we finally needed to see for the GC. And then, and the reason too, it was like today is not a rest day, but their teams didn't have to work. They were expected that it's going to be a sprinter's day. It was a no brainer sprinter day. You look at the profile. I mean, let's take a look at this here. It's just downhill race. Every sprinter's like, yeah, I want that. I can make it over these climbs. That's not a problem. It's all downhill. We'll do it. And they kept the break at like two, three minutes for the most part. Brought them back easily with plenty of time. The sprinters all had a chance at it. Great. It's good for the um, the GC riders and their teams as well. So no change on GC. Uh, no change on the really on the points. Still Jonathan Milan. Uh, ben Healy, we didn't really mention him, but yesterday he was in that break. He, uh, he moves up into first place. Uh, 20 points over Davide Baez. Uh, for the KOM jersey, we've still got the youth jersey there. And Bahrain Victorious now has moved up into the lead for the team competition tomorrow. Next few days, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. Uh, tomorrow, we've got a one, a four, a sprint spot, a one, a bonus, and then a two and a two. So should see some action there. I mean, it might be a day that 
and, and this might play into the hands if, if Ruglitch is going to start coming good and he's been sick or whatnot or from his injuries and he needs a little bit of time to recuperate. I think tomorrow is a day where he can, um, they might not light it up. The, it might not be the finish that he needs for that. If he's feeling better, it might be the one that he would be having. In it. And so you may see a stalemate for tomorrow on stage 18, uh, 161 kilometers. Uh, then you have the next one in stage 19, La Grande to Trek Crom de Lavaredo. And this one's uh, 183 kilometers, a bunch of climbs in there as well. This does hit an HC category, 7.8, 7.1 kilometers. So that'll be a little bit more difficult on a Friday. That's going to be tough for them. And then the Saturday time trial. So you got three days, bam, bam, bam. And then the final day, um, oops, that's sign up GC. Uh, the final day is going to be uh, Mark Cavendish's last hope. And now the dude's making it through this race. And then he wants to be able to be fit enough, good enough to go into the Tour de France and eclipse Eddie Merckx for the most wins in a Grand Tour. Okay, let's take a look at some interviews from today. Um, I was going to see if we had any from yesterday because I, I did it pretty quick after the stage. So uh, there weren't all the, the, the interviews that we could have had from the, the end of the day. We had... Uh, nothing here. Let's see. Consoni. These are at the start. These are talking to sprinters for at the start of the day. Um, is there anybody here that's, uh, interesting? Michael Matthews, just take a, take a listen to him. Tell us why you're still a smile. Despite the disappointment. Tell us about, tell us about that the sprint that was really tricky with the corners. You managed really well. I mean, I always, I always have a smile if, uh, if we get a good shot at a, at a, at a win. So the team did an amazing job, um, all through the day. And then the final there kept me safe. And uh, I know my sprint is pretty good if I can uh, get out into some open wind. And um, that's what the boys did for me today. We've got our team owner, Jerry, here today, so we're really gunning for it. But uh, yeah, after, uh, after a really flat, boring stage for me to come off with a third place, not being a pure sprinter, I think we can be happy with that. Can you just describe us a bit the last meter? Take us through the last meter. That was quite complicated to, to judge, I think, because it was only to the SM at the front at the last corner. Tell us how you did it. Um, yeah, I just had my boys coming into the final corner, uh, first wheel and I think fourth wheel behind two uh, DSM riders and uh, Hepburn started his lead out from about 500 and took me to about 250 where I launched my sprint and I knew I needed to go first uh, to get the guys to run at me, um, but uh, yeah, they were just a bit too quick. So now we just wait for Roma, Spring surviving? Yeah, we've got three hard days to survive now, um, but we got Eddie in really good shape um, and we're super motivated to support him as much as we can because he's doing a, such an amazing job and uh, yeah for all of us it's a massive boost going into these final days knowing that we have Eddie in a really good position to uh, to finish off this GC run. Thank you Michael, thank you very much. All right, good job Michael Matthews. Okay, let's see who else, uh, Albanese, uh, or Danese, sorry, he, Alberto Danese, he won the stage, let's see what he had to say about it. English, you can sit if you want because you prefer. Yeah. I'm not forgetting it, don't worry. <laughs> Albert, sorry, Alberto, congratulations. Can you take us through this uh, this last kilometer? I would say that was a really tricky one with the corners. You and your teammate were a bit in front early. Tell us how you did it. Yeah, Maris took the front uh, 3k to go almost. Uh, we entered this corner around two, really at the front. Uh, it was really early, but it was good because also the two last corners we didn't really break. Uh, thing was that uh, 600 meters to go. Niklas was already spent because he did uh, more than a K in the front. Uh, so then uh, Jacob passed me double speed on the left and I really had to dig in to just 
go in the slipstream of uh, Matthews. And the last 30 meters, I was really dying, and uh, I, I was not really pushing. I was just going arrow on the bike uh, to try to pass him, and then uh, yeah, it was just enough to to stay in front of Johnny. That was an impressive sprint. Does it, it doesn't make you regret you have not uh, had your chance more often on this zero because you went often for Marius also in the other sprint. When you see the sprint that you have done today, do you think it, maybe you could have had more victories on this? Uh, you never know, but it was also, I was also not planned for the zero. So it was, uh, yeah, he was the designated sprinter and uh, I was uh, glad that I could help him as long as possible in the finals. I had my opportunity and uh, that day I was uh, fought and then got uh, relegated. But uh, yeah, you cannot uh, say that I didn't have my opportunity. And uh, today I, I was glad that uh, even though I was not feeling 100%, after five days with uh, sickness, uh, they still... Uh, just a, a note here, uh, commentators from GCN, what I was reading online is, uh, Danese was so sick, uh, he's been over the last few days pulling over to the side of the road to take a crap. So he's... Uh, he's been filling his shorts on the bike. And by the way, that's got to be, and it is, trust me, uh, one of the worst experiences. Kept with uh, the plan to sprint with me. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that was also, yeah, really nice from the team to keep the, yeah, the morale up. And uh, yeah, let me sprint today. So, yeah. And you just uh, the, to complete the, the feeling, the second stage victory at the Giro. Two years in a row, stage victories at the Giro. What's the feeling with that? Uh, this year, I really feel more mature as a person. Uh, last year, I felt like a fluke, you know, that it was out of uh, nowhere. I didn't have a successful season, really. It was just uh, one good day with uh, one sprint. Uh, and then uh, really nothing the rest of the season. Okay, I got third in the, in the Tour, but uh, I was not really consistent and had uh, plenty of opportunities. This year I sprint uh, three times and uh, I got uh, three times in the uh, top five. So I feel much more consistent. Okay, we're, we're done with him. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see, Garen Thomas and Jonathan Milan. Garen Thomas, then we're gonna break down the sprint again. Yeah. Garen, uh, today was a, a long day, but finally a quiet day. I felt good too. Yeah, it was, uh, fortunately the sprinters teams controlled it really well and uh, four guys up the road, so at least the pace was a bit quicker if it was just one or two. And um, yeah, tried to save the legs as best as possible. Crazy final was, uh, yeah, hectic, small little roads and uh, yeah, a bit carnage, but yeah, happy to get that day ticked off. And we have three really hard days coming. How do you see it? And do you have to think of keeping uh, also your energy to be to last until the, the until Saturday, or oh, now the GC battle being uh, being started really, there's no more thinking really. Oh, it's uh, it's one of them. You don't want to you go too deep tomorrow and then have nothing um, for the final two days. But uh, yeah, kind of used to to riding Grand Tours now and judging that effort. But um, yeah, we got a nice little advantage at the moment, but um, by no means. Um, is over or anything, so we'll see what we can do. Hopefully, if there's an opportunity to game time, we'd love to. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how the race develops. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. I actually, um, with that in mind, and then what I was saying about uh, tomorrow, tomorrow stage, let's take a look here. I'm going to break down the sprint. Um, that 
I, 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 it could be a stalemate tomorrow. That's, that's my concern that it might be a little bit boring. Uh, it's not super steep. Uh, so it might be that case. Okay. We're going to take a look here at the last kilometer or 700, 600 meters. They come through this, the, the, the last left-hand corner. You can see the top, what, two there. There's Denezi, uh, and his DSM teammate. You've got Jayco, two Jayco riders, uh, some movie star riders, um, Jonathan Milan. Uh, I think this is him. Maybe we'll see three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere in that 12, 13 range. Uh, and then there's, um, Mark Cavendish here. So he's like 20, 20, 25th or so. You've got a few, uh, Bora riders. Uh, that's a long ways back. Um, it, I don't know what happened to him. He had been on Jonathan Milan's, uh, wheel, but uh, that's just for a guy that was so much experience. That's terrible, uh, position. You got a Kofidis rider up here. Alfini's up here or Aldani, sorry for, uh, Alpeson. Uh, and you can see then, then, um, DSM, the guy starts to swing off here and you're only at 500 meters to go. That's way too far out for, uh, Denezi to take this on. Uh, but lucky for him. Jayco is ready to, to light it up. And so they're doing so. Uh, and Denezi's just like, well, fine. I'll, I'll pick up into this. And he slots in from going from like second place uh, wheel to about fifth, which is actually pretty good for him, especially from this distance out. You're going to see these aren't sprinters taking off necessarily. It's the, the lead out guys going. It's, it's still plenty of long way. And you're just on the wheels. Now, Jonathan Milan, you can see him out here on the right-hand side. Once again, he was about 12, 13% or places back. He now decides to jump out. He's hitting the wind. We just went past 400. We're not to the 300 yet. He's already hitting the wind. He's not really getting any any benefit here. Denezi is about fifth wheel. He just opened up a gap, which they call the sprinter's gap, which you just let happen so you can kind of sprint into it, and you're still getting a good draft. So he's getting a draft. Now, Michael Matthews hits out here, and we're, what, 250, 300 to go, and uh, Matthews is now hitting the front, and Denezi's comes through. He's he does hit the wind here over on our right hand side. Jonathan Milan kind of gets onto him, but then Denezi gets slots back through, gets onto Michael Matthews here. Now we're at 250. And Matthews has a gap. Oh, I'm sorry, 150. Now at 100. He Denezi is still on his wheel, doing everything he can to just stay in the wind as long or out of the wind as long as possible. But yet you can see Jonathan Milan. Great. He's got a chance here to to take this on, but he's been out in the wind. He's, he got in there. He got just momentarily taken care of by Denezi. That's perfectly fine. But the guy is probably the strongest in the sprint Milan. That is uh, because he hits the wind the entire time, almost entirely from 300 to go. Denezi now pops his head out at 50 and has a chance. And, and that's where you're, you're, you're seeing um, Michael Matthews dying. You're seeing Bonifacio just go from left to right. I mean, he's, <laughs> He's changing sides of the road like he's, I, I don't even know what's going on there. Uh, that is a, so extreme. Uh, and I don't know what you could have got. There's gaps over here on the other side there, there, buddy. I don't know why you had to be so dangerous. I'm sure just shocked they didn't uh, relegate him. Now, there was a gap here. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, top ten or so. Then there's a gap. And I think they actually said uh, no gap for them today. So um, there you go. There was a sprint. Uh, kind of breaking it down where the, the, the point of that breakdown there was to show you that Michael Matthews hit the wind early. He, he did had a good lead out, but he, and he decided I'm going to catch them off guard. I'm going to go quick, get my jump. He's got a good jump on him. He doesn't have that long sprinters uh, power, 
but he was able to get out there in front. Denise used everybody as he needed. And sometimes it's just timing and how everything lines up for you. Um, and then, then you had uh, Milan, Jonathan Milan, too far back, hits the win, the strongest sprinter out there, and gets beat by you know millimeters on the line simply because he didn't take the, the places he needed to be. And some of that's you don't have a team leading you out. This, we're just in a weird situation. You saw that Denezi there had one teammate leading him out around the last corner. That's all he needed to do for the win. You had Jaco's Michael Matthews, one teammate leading him out for the win for the third place in this case. And the strongest sprinter there, Jonathan Milan, no one around him, uh, free base in it or free free ball in it or free ball whatever it is doing it freewheeling it uh himself coming in like 13 15 back and then trying to make it all the way up to gets everybody but that last place okay everybody uh tomorrow stage 18 i think it's going to be a cracker we're going to take this on so uh hopefully we'll be maybe we'll do it live right after the the stage finish for so look for um notifications <sighs> thank you everybody like and subscribe see you tomorrow